Hi, Laura, and welcome to the NDA PMU podcast. First of all, before we launch into today's topic, how about you tell me a bit about yourself, where you work, etc., all that good stuff? Sure. Uh, so, first of all, thank you for uh, having me here. Uh, and uh, my name is Laura. Uh, I am a product management enthusiast and uh, one of the product and wellness organizers. Uh, I've been working uh, in a tech company named Adform for uh, more than six years now. And for the last two and a half uh, years, I am a product manager's uh, team lead. So uh, as uh, a people manager, I always prioritize my employees' well-being. Uh, and uh, I believe that a good work-life balance directly affects where productivity, creativity, and uh, boosts innovation. Fantastic. I love people who prioritize employees because having been an employee, I'm not anymore, but having been an employee, being prioritized feels really good. And I think also speaking as a self-employed person, I could do with prioritizing myself occasionally. That would be quite good. But um, as you said, you know, work-life balance is important. And that's really, really cool because the title of today's podcast is the new work-life balance. So the first thing I'd like to know is the word new is in there. So what's changed in the concept of work-life balances? Mm -hmm. So um, since the pandemic changed uh, many people's opinion on work and the workplace, uh, I would say that the concept of work-life balance has also taken a whole new direction. Uh, the, wall, uh, the old work-life balance, uh, I would say, was a lie because uh, there wasn't uh, room in it for life. All was only work. Uh, but since the pandemic started, uh, the traditional ideas around work uh, have been thrown upside down. Uh, it uh, has been a time of great uncertainty, I would say, and many people were rushed into working from home, uh, which in some cases proved difficult to handle. And uh, people had to deal with things they'd never experienced before, uh, like from working in cramped spaces, setting up uh, technical equipment in their homes, and not seeing any of their colleagues. So most importantly, uh, the lines uh, between work and personal life quickly became blurred. But uh, after a while uh, of being in quarantine, people understood that uh, balancing your professional and personal life can be challenging, but it's uh, essential. And people have spent more time at home with their families, and they don't want to. And now we just don't want to change that anymore. And in fact, uh, the Microsoft study found that forty-seven uh, percent of employees are putting family and personal life over work uh, at this moment. So I think the new work-life balance era begins and we should even change the name from work-life balance to life-work balance as our life should always come to the first place. Fantastic. There's so many interesting things to unpick there. And one of the 
one of the points you made early on was talking about how people, you know, they were forced to work from home. And for many people, they've loved that. As you said, you know, you got closer to your family, you didn't have to commute so much. But a number, particularly, I imagine, younger people, um, you know, shared flats in really cramped spaces. What we perceive to be a work-life balance isn't, you know, necessarily what everyone thinks it is, is it? So, you know, it's, it's like, let's all work from home. That's not necessarily what everyone wants. Yeah, Uh I do agree. And uh, actually, you know, um, I was looking for a few researches on the Internet and I found out uh, that, you know, in in, um, data from Monster um, Research released a month ago, that um, even 36 percent of workers are relieved they have thoughts about quitting their jobs. Uh, several times a week. Uh, And nearly a quarter of workers say they are miserable in their current positions and are therefore actively looking for new work. And actually the reasons uh, were different from, you know, um, don't having this right uh, work-life balance uh, to, you know, forcing um, employees to come up to work uh, and 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 uh, or even you know um, changing uh, this um, work um, possibility uh, from the office. You know, uh, even some um, companies decided not to have offices at all and to have work uh, only uh, you know from remote to have only remote possibilities. So. I think this really changes, you know, the um, people and uh, changes how we uh, want to work. That's right. I mean, we've, we've read so much recently, haven't we, about this supposed great resignation. I think there's been this kind of revelation when we were sitting at home and whether it's because we were sitting at home and didn't want to be at home and wanted to be more active perhaps or uh, realizing that we'd been kept away from the home environment too much um but the great resignation i think that period made a lot of people reevaluate what they get out of work and it may not be anything to do with the fact of whether they're allowed hybrid working or not it could just be that they are sick to death of the job they do <laughs> Yeah, uh, actually, that also could be the reason. But, um, you know, um, what I noticed uh, myself, that um, uh, during the quarantine, actually, it was, um, uh, we faced some time when it was difficult, you know, to separate this uh, um, work and your life. So I think a lot of people started to think how to improve that uh, part. And some of them and uh, and myself as well started to look for the new hobbies that could help to do that. You know, so actually uh, talking about myself, I've started, you know, to exercise regularly uh, i started uh, some new hobbies like uh, uh, ceramics and sewing uh, doing puzzles and so on so this really helped me 
you know, just to separate uh, my work and free time. So I think, and I know, you know, other people um, are doing the same. It's really interesting, isn't it? I was thinking about this just the other day because I think we're all guilty of it. I'm a freelancer and I work from home almost all the time. It's very rare that I find myself in an office. Um, so naturally, I sort of, the, my day is broken up when the kids go to school. That's when suddenly there's peace and quiet. So I often start work at, you know, quarter past seven, which sounds really hardcore, but actually it's just because it's quiet and it's, I'm up, I may as well kick off. I've nothing else to do. Um, but then chaos starts to happen about half past three when the kids come back. And it's really hard to get something done after that. So my working day has just kind of naturally shifted. But what I noticed was that even with the break of the kids coming home, I'd still be answering emails or walking around the house with my phone in my hand or something. And it did occur to me, I was thinking about this the other day, that I needed something to to make a break, not just between stopping work and home life, but actually finding a way that my work day just didn't end with me going to bed. You know, so, so you, let's go back to before the pandemic and you'd commute to work and you'd come home again. You get home, you know, if you were lucky, maybe half past six, seven o'clock, have supper, watch some TV, go to bed. And that's all you do Monday to Friday all the time. Now, that sounds like, you know, it, there's nothing happening really after work, is there? Mm -hmm. It sounds mad. Yeah, so actually, you know, I've been in a very similar situation. And then, you know, I asked myself, how can I achieve a better work-life balance and what I need to do? So I think for me, the key uh, was to stop feeling bad about having interests uh, outside my work. And, you know, accept uh, the fact that there is no perfect work-life balance. Um, you know, I just say that I don't need to strive for the perfect schedule, uh, but I need to strive for the realistic one. And, uh, you know, some days it would be that I would focus more on work, while other days uh, I might have more time and energy for my hobbies. Then, you know, I also thought that I have to prioritize my health as well. Um, you know, uh, my physical, emotional and mental health. Uh, this should be my main concern. Right. And, you know, overworking um, myself um, prevents me from getting better. Uh, so then I think that. It was really important uh, for me not to forget to take a vacation, um, you know, um, just to physically and um, mentally recharge. Sometimes I need just one day or sometimes I need two weeks. So this, you know, answering to this question really helped me to understand that I need to separate my work and uh, my life, you know, my spare time. Mm. So um, that was this breaking, uh, you know, thoughts that helped me really to, to improve this balance. So what do you think about, I mean, there's been lots of posts on LinkedIn and Twitter and all sorts about it, but what do you think of this four-day work week 
that everyone has to have a four day work week. Do you think that's good, bad, indifferent? How did, does it work for you? Actually, I've even tried that um, uh, last year. So uh, I had for a few months, I had uh, a four um, days work week. So for me, it was, um, it really worked because, um, you know, I really liked to be busy at work. I like, you know, to be uh, busy and productive and um, do everything what I need. And I, then having this four uh, days a week, I understood that I can do the same uh, during these four days instead of five days. And uh, uh, that one additional day to the weekend, I can spend on, you know, myself. I can go for a walk. Uh, I can, um, uh, you know, spend time on my hobbies. I can go uh, um, to the gym and so on. So this uh, actually for me, it really works. And uh, I also, um, um, uh, I also, you know, read uh, a few articles on that. And I know that, um um some studies uh, also um say that uh, in in um in Scandinavia they also tried you know this um uh, four days uh working um, week and it really showed that people can do the same work and be even more productive yeah, it's really, I can imagine it's really hard though from an employer's perspective. So I tried it. I, I obviously I work for myself, so I, I can work no days a week if I want. But, you know, kids have to eat, but I, I blocked out my diary on on a Friday so I can see the strip. Um, I have never yet managed to stop people booking appointments in it or having a deadline that's gone into it, and. Part, so I've, I've kind of got a tension here going, well, I do want to have that three day weekend is really great. It really feels like getting 50 percent more time in a block means you can get so much more done. You know, you have a day for your life admin. You have two days for fun. And if you're old like me, you need two days to recuperate from going out on one night because otherwise the whole weekend's a bust. Um but I also didn't want to stress about the fact that I had to take time off, but then there was a task that was unfinished. And so I can imagine for employers, it's really hard saying, okay, so, so have the four-day work week. We'll pay you on the basis of doing five days, but in four days. But then accepting that sometimes people won't take it, or sometimes people might not take it a couple of days, but then get everything they need done in three days and go, okay, well, I won't work those two days. Do you not think, does it have to be really kind of fluid like that? And they sort of have to just revise it every six months and go, well, you hit every target. So nothing to complain about. Or you stuck rigidly to the four days a week and kept missing deadlines. So we can't do it. It's, mm -hmm. It seems like it's a really hard thing to manage. Actually, yeah, I do agree that it is. And, um, you know, I, in my opinion, if you can do, the work uh, faster, and if you can do and achieve the targets in three days, so it means you know you can work three days or 
I don't know. Um, it's difficult, you know, to discuss because you can always say that, uh, okay, if you finish uh, your work in three days, it means you can uh, do something more, right? But uh, then the question is, will you be uh, as much productive as you could, uh, you know, uh, um, in the long run, as you can uh, be, you know, working on these uh, three or four days. That's so the I think everything is about the productivity because as I noticed that uh, having this uh, four days week helped me to be more productive because I had a longer weekend than I, you know, had time uh, to recharge myself and that really helped me. Yeah, I think employers are just going to have to look at it case by case. You know, I, I, when I said the three days, I, I imagine that would be less often. But, you know, in offices, as we realized between being in the pandemic and then coming back into the office, we realize how much time we spend fetching coffees and chatting. And that's actually valuably spent because we're interacting with colleagues. We're getting a little refresh. And yeah, theoretically, you could often do stuff in three days that you would do in five, but that's intense. You know, you could be finishing towards the end of a pitch or a product and going, right, I'm just writing, 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 or analyze, analyze, analyze. And you've got to stop. And then those two days that you were in the office, you'd probably be floating about having a meeting that didn't really mean very much, doing some admin, going, sorting the filing, you know, all this sort of extra things that aren't really that critical. And it's just, but it's something I don't think you can legislate for. You can't sort of put it down, go, this week will be three days. Next week will be five yeah. days. Week up. It's just got to be targets. It's. Good. I think it's really going to change the way people manage. I mean, I don't know about you, but the way you really manage your teams and how you have to accept a little hands off. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Really, you know, as I said, I really prioritize uh, my employees' well-being, you know, and what I really like to is that it's important to talk with each of your employee and to understand, you know, what is the work-life balance and what the work-life balance means to every individual. So, because, you know, it could differ from person to person. For one, it could be, you know, that um, he needs the flexibility on the working hours uh, or flexibility on, you know, where he could work remotely or in the office, or sometimes it could be, you know, uh, he needs just strictly to work from nine to six, for example. So I think it is really important to talk with your employees and to understand uh, what are their needs. Well, Lara, I think if I were one of your employees, I'd be really happy that this is one of the things that you pick because it sounds like you've really got a great understanding of what uh, life work. But there you go. You see, I remembered that a life work balance. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll put it in what a life work balance means to people. And yeah, it's it means effort on your part as well as theirs. And I think that's really important. Laura, I, I've learned so much from you chatting to you today. And I think people listening to this podcast really will get some inspiration and I guess not feel worried that, you know, sticking to a convention, sticking to must be nine to six or must be five days a week, or it must be in the office. I think the, the, the further we can go in getting work that works for people, 
will make for a, a much better career path and much better productivity overall. Lara, it's been great to chat to you. Thank you so much for joining us on the NDA. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. So much. There you go. How was that? <laughs> really, we took, we took a lot longer. That was like 17, 18 minutes. Doesn't often go on for longer. I made you go a long time. So you did really well. Uh, thank yeah. you. It was uh, actually some of the questions um, were not expected for me. <laughs> but it, it was, you know, it was really interesting uh, to discuss them as mm-hmm. well. So thank you so much. I did a really naughty thing, which I haven't done with many of the people on the podcast because I've done a few of the cohorts. So I've done quite a few of these now. I asked questions that weren't clear that they were questions. They were just statements and I just let you pick up on them and you did brilliantly. Thank you. Well, because that's, so that's, I mean, that's the thing when you have a conversation, isn't it? You don't always ask someone a question. You just say something and someone else joins in. And I did it on purpose because you were doing really well at sort of getting the conversation back and forth. Mm. So there, I made life even harder for you. (laughs) Yeah, I hope that, you know, sometimes I felt that uh, I'm not sure if I have, uh, if I answered your question or I am talking about the same topic you this, you talked before. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think that was um, pretty good. It sounded pretty good. It made lots of sense. It felt like a conversation. As I said, sorry if it went off in different directions, but as it, I've only got your I've only got your title. So I just like, okay, I'll just ask what I can think about. And off we go. Um, but yeah, you did really well. Do you want to are you gonna do more podcasts in the future? Put yourself forward for podcasts now? I think that I'll try um for sure. Um because not so terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, this this is not so terrifying, and uh, yeah, it's you know um, a good way to discuss um, some topics that I'm interested in the other person, and to hear their opinion. So it's um, yeah, I yep. think I'll try that. Fantastic. <laughs> well, you did brilliantly. Don't be frightened to take control of the conversation. Keep going. Do do more. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Laura. Thank you. Bye. Bye.